Thanks for tuning in to LGR Reviews on the Let's Get Ready Network, the place for coverage of all the things you love. On this feed, we cover movies, TV, video games, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. What is good? What is happening, everybody? It's your boy, Ferris Multana, and welcome to the last installment in our Road to John Wick 4. We are reviewing John Wick 4. It's We had to postpone it for a couple of days. Uh, one of us is sick. And I think you can tell which one. Real quick, it was me. I feel like not very good. That's all I got to say. What? I'm not alone. I'm never alone on this journey with me. I've had my main man, Alex, with me talking John Wick, talking gun Fu, talking set pieces, talking everything. Let me introduce him. Alex, how are you, my man? I'm doing pretty good, man. And I was also sick early in the week as well. I had a terrible stomach bug. But, you know, I plowed through it, man. It was hard. But, you know, um, I'm sorry you're feeling a little well, but, you know, Rest assured, you'll get better in the next couple days, I'm sure. Yep, 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 it is. But on that note, everyone, I would like everyone watching this video to to like and subscribe. Like this video. Subscribe to this channel. We're at 818 subscribers. We're almost to 1,000. We're almost to 1,000. So hit that like button and hit that subscribe button Tell as well. Them. So thank you very much. As well as hit that notification bell on. So you know when we go live, when our videos drop, we usually drop them at 3 o'clock. Some other videos have other times, but most of them are at 3 o'clock. So make sure to do that as well. Alex, let's get right into this, man. All right. John Wick 4. Yeah. <laughs> your, your, your initial feelings on John Wick 4, man. Um, so uh, when we talked about uh, when we were reviewing number three, the day of recording was the Thursday or I think, yeah, Thursday night, right before the film was going to come out on that Friday. I, I saw see it thir- that Thursday night. Yeah. I saw that Thursday night too. Yeah, I did. And, um, wow. Um, there's a lot of words I can say about this film, but, um, what I'm going to say is that, uh, this is probably one of the best action films, action films, emphasizing action. I've ever seen. Um, and especially seeing in a theater, you know, uh, great sound and it was a great audience. Uh, cheers were had and uh, and it, it was kind of like a sports arena event, but it was wild. And don't let that runtime fool you, man. You're you're in for a treat. And to me, I, I just I just had so much fun with this. What do you think, Ferris? How did you feel? It was awesome. It was tremendous. Um, it was a lot of. They told the the world talked. The world talked. John Wick didn't really talk in the movie. The world was talking. You know, 
the colors, the action, the other people. They were talking. The world were talking. John was in the world, but everyone else was talking, and I quite enjoy it, man. They they get right into it. They get right into it. Actually, let me tell you a story of what happened during my screening. Let me tell you a story of what happened during my screening. Hell yeah. Tell me. Tell the me. projector messed up. The projection is we, messed up. The projector messed up. So we were watching the movie and it's like frizzing. It's like so I'm like, yo, is this like a movie effect or is the projector messed up? I don't know. We find out it was the projector messing up. And we, I, I actually ended up watching the opening scene twice. Um, which was it was just funny. <laughs> Um, because they started it all over. Thank, thank you. Shot, shot, uh, shot, shot to my movie theater. Thank you. Um, great sponsor video. So (laughs) yeah, man. So it was they started it over, and I was really happy. They get right into it, right into it, man. And horses, guns, desert, like that opening scene where. He murks that homie. He murks the the elder right in the middle of the desert. I'm like, oh, we in, we in for a treat. We in for the man just killed an elder. Couldn't get his ring back. Couldn't get his ring back. He said, I sold it, and he's like, bad decision. Pop pop. Yeah, dead. And I'm like, oh, snap, crack a ball. And then they transition over to uh, yo, Lawrence Fishburne has a great voice. Lawrence has a great voice. So when he's uh, telling the story, open. he's telling the story while he's walking the dog, whose name is Dog, and yeah. like, and he's like, "Are you?" And then he like lights it on fire. And he's like, "Are you ready, John?" And he's holding the suit, and John turns and says, "Let me, let me, let me do that just a little justice, real quick." All right, I'll give you. I'm gonna give you the quote. Give me the quote. I am the way into the city of woe. Oh. I am the way into eternal pain. I am. The way I am, the way to go among the lost, but those that last forever, as do I. Abandon all hope. You and whoever enters here. That's what that's what uh, Bowery King says to John um, when he walks in, and that quote is actually from this famous little novel called Dante's Inferno. And um, if you don't know about Dante's Inferno, it's about a guy who committed a sin and what he has to do is he has to go through the the circles of hell and um while doing that as well his uh one of the sins i forget exactly what the sin was but his wife died in the process and he wants to see his wife again so mm-hmm. what he has to do he has to go through hell and he's guided by this man named virgil and there's a reference uh there's a little bit of referencing to that book in, I think these films as well, which I watched some videos about the talk about it is that Virgil uh, is almost uh, Bowery King is almost like Virgil and John is almost like Dante. He's kind of guiding John throughout the, you know, the underworld and stuff like that. And John, you know, throughout these movies has had to go through the underworld and has had to deal with all these underworld assassin stuff going on. Um, But man, when, that quote comes on it cuts back and forth between him punching that board you're like oh man i'm in for a treat we're 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 in for a treat ferris cmo i'm with you man i'm with you we actually got a comment in the chat uh, uh, ryan Curtinson. 
I went to the theater Friday night with my daughter and we seen Scream 6, but my heart went to see John Wick 4. Oh, man, Ryan, you got to go back, man. Ryan, you got to go gotta watch that. it, Ryan. You got to watch it. John Wick is amazing. It's tremendous. Um, but yeah, man, uh, before we get right in, before we get into more of this, uh, we actually have a message from our sponsor. Hey guys, it's Justin, aka Hambone, just here to let you know a couple of things that we have going on with the channel. One, we have a Patreon. If you can and want to support us, you can do that. As little as a dollar, you can join the Discord. We also have a merch store where you can get some cool shirts, mugs, and stuff with all of our different shows and labels on there. And thank you for all of our supporters that have already been there with us. Yes, our sponsor is us. So listen to Justin do those things. Uh, but Alex, now let's get right into it. Let's get right into more of it. Uh, so the basic info lo- lines are, you know, Chaz Tehelski directed it again. Coming again. Fourth fourth time. Uh, third solo. Um, stars Keanu Reeves. Stars Bill Skarsgård. Uh, Pennywise. Uh, uh, Winston Ian McShane. Uh, another great addition. Uh, stars um, Hiroyuki Sonata. Hiroyuki Sonata, as well as Rena. Sama Yukawana? Let me get the name right. It's the girl who played Akira, right? Yeah, it's the, the girl that played Akira. I don't want to get the name right. Um, I want to do her justice. Also, Rina, the, so, the, late, the late, great Lance Reddick. The late, great Lance Reddick. Oh, man. You want to talk about a heartbreaking scene? Yeah, man. Oh, my God. Uh, Rina Sawadayama. So, shout out to Rina, as well as Donnie Yen. Um, Scott Atkins. Scott, Scott, Scott Atkins. A- Atkins is also in the movie. Clancy uh, Brown. Clancy Brown. I don't, bro, Clancy Brown was just like there. I'm like, yo, can you do something, please? You know why he was there, though? Why? Because, um, and this will also, we'll talk about this a little bit later when it comes to the rest of these John Wick films, but um, Chad Sahelski, who's director of this film, he, some of the project he has lined up is to do a Highlander. Reboot. He's doing the Highlander, Highlander reboot. And yeah. if you've seen the movie Highlander, the original, uh, Clancy Brown plays the villain, the, the Courage. The Kurger, mm-hmm. I forget what his name is, and um, I think it was just a big homage to. There can only be one. There can only be one. Yeah, it's better to die. It's what is it? It's better to uh, to burn out than fade away. That's what he says in the movie. In yeah. But um, also Ferris, I want to let you know too. This was the first film written not written by Derek Colstead, who created yep. John Wick. Yeah. Yep. It was the uh, they he he left the film. Um. So pretty good actually. You know, um, I don't think it fell in dialogue purposes because felt it felt John Wick wise. Yeah. You know, he didn't have a lot of dialogue, but at this point he's not here to talk anymore. He's here to just kill everyone. There was there's even an interview that uh Keanu Reeves cut a lot of the dialogue out of the script that was supposed to be in the movie. Um, and he actually has, I think they said he has 380 lines of dialogue in this film. Yes. You know? Yes. And, um, I gotta say, you know, I, I, I love Keanu Reeves. Um, I think he's great in these films. I will say a little bit of his acting in here is, it almost feels like he's doing an impression of John Wick in this one. I don't know if you kind of felt like that, but there were some lines in acting that was kind of like, Come on. but i mean I, I i i'm still in it for the ride i love this dude he's mm-hmm. killing it and i don't care because the action's great and i and even if it wasn't if it was like adam driver playing john wick i wouldn't really buy into it keanu mm-hmm. reeves is john wick 
you yeah. know, you can't take you can't take that away from him anymore at this exactly. point. Exactly. You know. Well, yeah. Well, speaking of dialogue, Alex, let's get right into it, man. What were your favorite lines and quotes of this film? Um. So, let's see. I'm getting to my notes real quick. I, I really love the homage to Dante's Inferno. It's a, a big fan of that uh, book. Um, I like that opening. Um, I like, I like the line with Winston to John saying, "You'll run out of bullets by the time another head shows up," alluding to the fact that John wants to kill the members of the high table, because that's the, the goal of this movie. Is that you know, it was mission is that he wants to get out of this whole thing and you know eliminate the high table in some regard um there was an, an interesting line that i really liked uh by the harbinger i forget when he said it who was played by clancy brown he says a man's ambition will never succeed his worth which i thought was kind of interesting and um when he's talking about those guard, yeah yeah and also i am klaus <laughs> I'm Klaus. I am Klaus. <laughs> I am Klaus. Yeah. What about you, man? There's a, there's uh, a lot. Um, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, but I think the one I'm gonna pick one that really got me. He said this. It was by Hiroki Sonata, where his character Shimuzu says, "Friendship means little when it's convenient." Hmm. That's, you know? that's deep. Yeah, no, that's he's really like, deep. friendship means little when it's convenient. Mm -hmm. Like, when, when it was convenient to me, be your friend, John. Yeah, we're friends, but now you've inconvenienced my life, and you could have me killed. Guess what, John? You're still my friend, and I'm going to help you. For sure. Basically just said, you know what, John? I will die next to you. I will die fighting with you. That's what, because that's what this world is. This world, like most punishments in this world, are death. It's either death or excommunicado, which is basically some type of death. You know what I mean? Like not actual death, but like kind of like Ex exile, exile type thing. Which kind you go of back, you go back to the the. Um, I'm sorry, you know, bringing up Dante's Inferno and getting a little book book nerd, mm -hmm. uh, bookwormy, but like you think about books like uh oedipus where like he gets blinded and he's exiled out of his own city mm -hmm. i mean so it's kind of it kind of plays into that you know someone being exiled and that's that's what john is and i think this i think chad stahelski and the writers they were like they said in an interview they were like what if we try to make like a big fantasy kind of epic story in this this assassin world that's grounded in reality in some way um and how we pull it off and um you know in some capacity i think they did it in that way yeah um, so that was that was my favorite favorite line he basically said i'm willing to die for you my man i'm mm -hmm. willing to die for you as well as towards the end um lawrence fishburn he said a man has to look his best when it's time to get married or buried that yeah. one that one got me as well and then there's just a couple of lines that the Marquis de Gramont said that I'm like, yeah, yo, man, this is a hard line, but I hate you. So, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. like you, but this is a hard line. He said this, right? Something, some, this sounds stupid, but it sounds hard as hell. He said, 
second chances are are the refuge of men who fail. I'm like, remember oh, that. That was he said that before. <clears throat> I think he says that before he like kills Sharon, and he allowed. Did he say that? Did he say that right after? And he was like, Winston was like, "Why didn't you kill me?" And he says, <laughs> "He says, um, he said, uh, I think he the reason he didn't kill him was like he wanted people to think that he was either a, uh, uh, like." A pariah or a snitch. So either or, mm. you, no one's going to help you. Because no one's going to get near you because no one wants to die near you. Or no one's going to get near you because they think you snitched out your homie. Like Sharon snitched out. Yeah, yeah. Like he sh- snitched out Sharon and, and he got k- Sharon killed. But even though that's a lie, that's the way the that's the way the assassin world is going to look at Winston. Which is a lie. But it is what it is. Another one he said, another one that he said that was kind of hard was... How you do anything is how you do everything. And I'm yeah, like, there's oh, that one. That one was nice. That one was nice. That one was good. Yeah. And even, I mean, <laughs> with that line about with um, the 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 marquee telling that to Winston, it's like, well, even if it's the blame for Winston, you know, it's still questionable how he got his building blown up. You know, did he do that himself? <laughs> Stuff like that. Well, um, that, well, yeah, well, that everyone knows that the Marquis de Gramont blew it up, but still, you know, he still wants to put Winston, um, still wants to put Winston in this light of, uh, of kind of like not exile, but like semi exile. Like, no one wants to get near you, even though you're not excommunicado, still nobody wants to get near you because they're like people die when they're near you. So it's kind of like shame, shaming, or yeah, yeah. I also think it's because of Bill Skarsgård's accent he used in this in this movie that made everything just sound like villainous. Like everything, he could have been like, I want my great Poupon. But he, if he said it like the way he did it, he'd probably be like, yo, man, that's the evil great Poupon. You know what I mean? <laughs> because there's, you know, there's one more where he says, there are three types of men in this world. Those who have something to live for, those who have something to die for. Yes. And those who have something to kill for, and I'm like, yeah, snap, crap. that was great. That that was that one, one of my favorite lines too. That one was amazing. So that one there's was a good. there's another line too that um we're gonna get uh, get in this character in a little bit, but um Donnie Yen who plays Kane, this blind assassin, you know, a blind uh, assassin or a blind character uh, that you know he also played was in uh, Star Wars Rogue One. It's funny enough, but um. He tells this to John. I forget where it was. I think it was either up on the the church, or either in the um, leading up to the, the the stairway towards the end. But he says something like along the lines of like men that know that they have to fight are willing to die for it. Yeah, do you remember? Do you remember that line? I think so. I don't know. Though the one line I loved about him is when the Marquis de Gramont's main henchman is like, "You can't kill me, but I can hit you, mother." mother. <laughs> <laughs> And he punches him right in the face. And I'm like, <laughs> my entire, my entire audience, my entire theater laughed. We all laughed at it. Dude, okay, so Alex, here's the thing, Alex. I watched this movie at like three o'clock in the afternoon. And I watched it with a bunch of like elderly people. Like I walk in and it's like grandpas and grandmas with me. And I'm like, y'all watching John Wick? Yeah. What? And they loved it, bro. They loved it, bro, and it was crazy. It was that it was crazy. That's wild. I mean, yeah, I've seen kids trying to uh, parents try to bring kids to see Deadpool, and I'm just like, why? Why are you doing this? 
This no, is well, no, they're, you know, they're, but they're, you this, know, they're old enough. No, no, no. But that, this, that's a different situation. But yeah, this yeah, one, this, you know, this right is here, hilarious. it's surprising. This it's is surprising. funny as hell. I think I heard my grandma it was real funny. Yeah, John Wick, yeah, he just kills so many people. And yeah. I remember me and my I, had this, I had this one old lady cheer. She was like, yeah, yeah, he shot him in the face. And I'm like, what is going on? That's crazy. <laughs> uh, Alex, we've talked about favorite lines and favorite uh, and favorite quotes. Now let's move on to the to the to, to the meat and potatoes of these movies. Wait, wait, wait. Actions. We gotta we gotta add no, we gotta we gotta say, is this movie quotable? Oh, is this movie it's more quotable? I think it's more quotable than the other ones. You know what? I'm gonna say this. Uh so Keanu Reeves, when you think of Keanu Reeves, you think of the Matrix, you think of Speed, and now you think of John Wick. What is the one quote before these movies came around that was branded with Keanu Reeves? Yeah. No. Whoa. Yes. What's the quote now? Yeah. That's what I think this this movie really pushed for. <laughs> he says yeah so many times. He almost says it enough uh, to the point where like, damn, I was supposed to be counting how many bodies he's killing, but he's saying it too much to where I'm getting lost. You know, like... <laughs> I, I I kind of felt like that, but I lo I loved it when he was saying yeah, like it. it was well, yeah, well the scene, the literally the opening scene with the elder, he said the only freedom John Wick will have is in death. Then he says, yeah, yeah, not really, not really, yeah. And he shoots him right in the head. Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. And by the way, yeah. no opening credits in this film. Cold open, straight up. No cold open, no title, well. no title card or anything, which yeah. is very interesting. Yeah, in dude, my opinion. Dude, it, dude, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't wait. It no. didn't wait. It went, mm. it jumped right in. You know, like they, they own horses in a desert, and he's shooting people. Like, like there was no, there was no time to breathe. No, no, it jumps right in. It jumped um, right into now, it. Now, now you want to talk about uh, favorite scenes, favorite action scenes? Um, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I want to do because that's the meat and potatoes of this movie. These Absolutely. movies, Alex. The, the action pieces, the action scenes. Well, now, you know, we have two. So let, let me, now let's, like, like, I, like I always said, Alex, let's separate them, right? What's your sure. favorite non-action scene? And then we transition to your favorite action set piece scene. What do you think? Um. Okay, so I think there's some really, really um, just intense scenes. I think, I mean... The job of like an action film or an action thriller is to to make you feel, uh, give you some anxiety, make you feel tense, because you know the thrills, the chills, the the spinal tingling. Um, I digress. The scene with um, John, Mister Nobody, um, also another cast member in this movie, Shamir Anderson, who plays Mister Nobody, aka the Tracker. Um, Scott Atkins' character, Killa, and Kane, played by Donnie Yen, and they're all sitting at that gambling table. That was one of my favorite scenes. Um, and along with the scene with Kane and John at the church, right before everything's about to go crazy. Yep. And he says you? that line, you think you can, you think your wife can hear you? No. Then why bother? Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, that was nice. That yeah, was nice. I like I like that. I like that. And then no, Killa nice. Killa's like, 
You want to kill him. I know you want to kill him. And you want to kill him. What do you want to do, John? And I John's want to kill like, you. I'm going to kill, kill you. you. He's like, <laughs> you want to talk? You want to talk about? You, you know how impressive Scott Atkins is fighting in a fat suit. That man is. That man. Dude, is it, I feel bad for just giving it away. He's just oh. got to see it to believe it, man. It's awesome. Yeah, it's I awesome. Mean, and I never really, I've never seen any Scott Atkins action films that he's done, but I know like he's very notorious for being such a great mixed martial artist, such actor in a lot of these like. Is it it's UFC undisputed films? I think you're familiar. You're familiar with a lot of these, right? Oh yeah, I, I, I'm a bit. I know a lot of Scott Atkins. He's also in that movie. Uh, you know that movie? Um, damn, that movie with Michael Jai White and Tony Jaa, where like they're mili- like they're military men. Obviously, uh, he's it's not an actually, Ip Man. It's not. No, Ip he's Man. he's not actually in Ip Man Four. In Ip Man Four, he's in Ip Man Four. But there's another movie with Michael Jai White where they're in they're in Indonesia. And he's actually a prisoner, so they have to like go find him. He like Scott Atkins is the prisoner. Triple threat. Triple threat. Triple yeah, threat. triple threat. Him, so Michael tough. Bispane, Michael Jai White, Tony Jaa's in it. So like, yeah, I think it's Tony Jaa. I think it's Tony Jaa. Tony Jaa. I don't know. That's and Tony Jaa played Uncle Uncle Bach. Oh yeah, he played um, oh, yeah, Uncle Bach. I, I need to watch those movies. I've never seen them. Um, yeah, he's in Monster Hunter and yeah, yeah, Triple Threat and all stuff. No, I didn't. But, um, yeah, it's Tony Ja and uh, Eco US who played who played uh who played Jaka, yeah, from the raid. So yeah. him, so him, Tony Ja and him with Scott Atkins. Yeah, like I remember that film. I remember that film like it was yesterday. It was a good film. I actually quite enjoyed it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I quite enjoyed yeah. the action film. But by the way, just how great how great was it to have you know I think. For this installment of the John Wick franchise, whether it's going to be the, the last one or not, you know, um, we can get into that a little bit later. But it's just great to see these mixed Question martial artists. Actors. Oh. Don't know the ending of this film, but in your guys's opinion, what's the end game for John Wick? I think we'll get we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that, Ryan. But how great is it, Ferris, that like, you know, they did they did really good a really good job at like bringing these mixed martial artist actors to Providence with this film. And I think Scott Atkins, I mean, I've never really seen him that rarely even seen him before, but I thought he did. He had a really good performance, not only fighting wise, but acting wise as well. Like being this little slimy, big gambling dude in the underworld, you know? And uh, again, it's good. Donnie Yen playing another blind character, but still um, you fell for him, man. And so I really, I just thought that was just really nice, really cool that they did all that. But um, what? So again, uh, what was yeah? What were your some of your favorite scenes, not action wise? Oh, not action wise. Yeah, Any scene with Bill Skarsgård. Really, that man was cooking. The Marquis de Gramont. That man was cooking. Yo, every time he was, every time he was in a scene, it was so beautiful. Like the scene was beautiful. The the scene in the stables with with Mister Nobody, where he stabs him, he opens he up his stabs him. His, yeah, he his stabs hand. him. He said, he said, he said, you, I'm I'm about to find out what man you really are. If you pull it out, I know you're a cheat. But if you pull your hand out, I know you mean business. That's and a good like, quote too. 
That's a and really he, good like, quote as well. He like rips his hand out. You want to know what other quote that I love? That's so John is is meeting up with the Bowery King and uh and Ian in like some some subway, and Bowery King's like the nine millimeter pit viper, and John was like, "How did you get this?" And then the Bowery King's like, "I know a guy who knows a guy who shot a guy." <laughs> like, <laughs> and there's a I think there's a flaw with. Um, the in the rest of the uh, later in the film when he starts using that pistol, it seems like he doesn't reload as much, or it seems like he has a lot more bullets in the chamber. If you actually watch it, he has two clips in the gun. There's two clips that are loaded into the gun. Yeah, he pulls out, which I I've never seen that kind of. Yeah, it's it's, it's a modification nowadays that you can have. It's really expensive, actually. You can you can kind of like it's kind of like a backup clip. It's your main clip. Then when your main clips out, you go to the backup clip. And it takes it from that, and then when you're when both of those clips are out, you're out. Then you got instead of a fast up. bang, instead of fast yeah. bang where you like have to turn it over. Yeah, you ever yeah. play Call so, of Duty or so, something like that. Yeah. yeah, so you gotta unclip both of them. Then you gotta put, you gotta you, you 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 can I think you can put two or put just put one. But people no, he put two. Back. He had two. Put two in back there. in. Then you put yeah. two back in and kind of like two mags at once. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have two mags of seven, so you have fourteen or two mags of eight or ten or something. You know, it depends on how much the mag capacity is. If it's an extended clip or not, you know what I mean? All that jazz, yeah, and stuff like that. At least he just didn't. At least he didn't just give him like seven bullets. <laughs> yeah, recalling from a, the second film, that was a bad decision. <laughs> yeah, that was seven, that was seven million seven bullets, a million dollars a bullet. Man, I ran no, out no. of that real quick. I shot four bodyguards. It's like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get another. I'm gonna pick up another gun, regardless. Mm. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, this is my head start, so we'll see what I can. Yeah, do. man. So like. It, like anything with the dude, Bill Skarsgård, man, that man was cooking, bro. Like, so like <clears throat> he, um, he's talking to Mr. Nobody and he says, coyness is a pathetic trade, a miscalculation in which you, in which by trying to hide our ego, we let it appear stark naked. And he's telling it to Mr. Nobody. Damn. And I'm like, yo, man, this mean, this dude means business in all his suits. Whoever did the suits, man. Yeah. Shout man. out to them. But yeah, just for all these movies, dude. This all these, all movies. these movies are amazing. So yeah, um, any scene with the Marquis de Gramont, that any scene, absolutely. Yeah. Um, How about your favorite action set piece? Alex? So your observation, favorite action set piece. I I also mm. just, I mean, so I can list all the the action scenes right here and and say for one that all of them I enjoyed. Um, and I think for every John Wick film, they just do an incredible and impressive job. Every single one. Um, again, I'm, I'm a big sucker with, uh, what they do, uh, with the fight scenes in the club, um, in the clubs and stuff like that. And, um, I really enjoyed the fight with, uh, Killa with Scott Atkins. Um, even though I had a big problem with like how people just didn't care that there were axes being flown and, and people shooting other people and there was nothing going on, but I digress. Um, but that, um, but also I got to give just the hugest props to Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen, in my opinion, steals this movie. Um, and we can talk about, you know, best characters and stuff like that, but I'm going to just say it right now for me. Donnie Yen is the best character. In this I love movie. that scene where he's eating noodles in the kitchen. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, Hey, he's like, Hey, what are you doing? You're supposed to help. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, let me finish. <laughs> and then and then that. you have no idea mm-hmm. like when movies or shows mm-hmm. or something start out very slow and they're action oriented or something like that. 
that means they're taking its time and eventually it's going to blow up. Yeah. And that's what they did here super well. And um, the whole scene in the kitchen when he's putting motion sensors on the uh-huh. wall, I was like, what is that? What was? And then it's a uh, beep, 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 beep. And then he gets, that's <laughs> awesome, dude. Yeah. It's awesome. What about you, man? I just want to talk about Daniel real quick. I like how he like when he's playing a blind man, he's a blind man. He's like walking around like he's a blind man. He's not a he's not a dude. No, I'm blind, but I can actually see everything, you know, like not like Daredevil. You know what I mean? Like Danny is still a blind dude. He's like still like, you know, moving around, like trying to grab stuff, you know, like he's like that. I love I love that he added that layer because, you know, like, you know, Daredevil, you know, Matt Murdock is blind. He's blind, but he's not blind because he has sonar. You know what I mean? His great echolocation skills. Exactly. And that that, that makes him a mutant because of the, the toxic waste and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to tell you this right now. This dude, if you put Daredevil and uh, Kane in a room, I got money on Kane, dude. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, I'm sorry Matt Murdock. I love you. Yeah, because yeah. I loved how he added that. But my favorite action set piece was the complete chaos at the Art Day Triumph. The Art Day Triumph. Where they're just driving around, hitting each other with cars, just flying cars at each other. John Wick got hit by a car like four times. It's like pop, 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 pop. And he had to like survive for John Wick hit. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big gripe I have a little bit, you know, with, but it's just, it's, you just got to let it go, man. I mean, and uh, someone in the chat, Justin, he said, Oh, we talking about the Jesus movie. I know he's, he ran it about the movie, how there's a lot of inconveniences where he's just, falls off of shit and he keeps getting back dude, up. Dude, I my, dude, Justin, Justin's an idiot. All right, he talked about inconveniences. We all have problems with films. No, I mean, no, man, but Justin's problems be sounding dumb. I, it's never like inconvenience. Oh, it, a machete just happened to be there. Yeah, because they're fighting with machetes. Of course, there's a machete laying around, you dummy. Like, you know what, man? I Because like he once said, oh, um, this episode of the Mandalorian made the Mandalorian look weak, but this week's episode of the Mandalorian made them look well. I'm like, what are you talking about? What are you talking hey, about? Hey, 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 it's but you know, it's all it's all good, dude. Like, I don't agree. But here's the thing, me and Justin disagree on film. That's fine. You can disagree on film. It's not like yeah. me and Justin disagree on more, you know, important, important issues. Stuff. Like like yeah. I mean, hell, the yeah, I mean I would have to say too, um, just you know, we'll talk about flaws a little bit later. But you know, the I think it's I think it's just really cool. But at the same time, I know it's not. I mean, they they have these actually designed to to work. Mm-hmm. But those Kevlar suits when they have to go like this, trying to block the bullets and yeah, all this stuff. So, so they don't get shot in the head. The thing they is, it would everything. penetrate. It would penetrate. It would penetrate through. I think. But well, the thing is with those suits. Because I think they like they're they're Kevlar and they're like they're ceramic. They would stop the bullet, but they would still bruise you. It's like airsoft, you know. It, it's like it doesn't completely puncture you, but you know. Um, I mean, it look it, it it is what it is. They've already set this up that it's weird world. Like, there's no cops. Where are the cops? No cops. Okay, well, let's. Well, well, the cops know. The cops. We, they, we saw the set, cops. We saw the our, cops. This thing. They've already set. They've they've, they've already said it. The cops don't deal in assassin business. They only deal if the assassins enter the civilian world. But if the assassins kill each other, the cops are like, do your thing. 
keep your business out of the real world's business. Because the cops know. They tell us all with Jimmy. Jimmy te- Jimmy tells us. Yeah. Jimmy's like, oh, okay. Like, like this is no, all I explained. It reinforced, no, it reinforced the idea of how this world works. Mm-hmm. But I think to a fault. Because it only explained what happens in America, but doesn't uh-huh. completely explain what happens overseas. Exactly. That, I mean, that that's just, I mean, for me. But I, but I think it, it's the same because there's more than one continental. There's one in Japan. No, I, I yeah, you absolutely. Know what I mean? And rules are different in different countries, of course. So there is that as well, um, you know, and also the rules about granting amnesty and all this kind of stuff. But again, that's all like inside the continental. I mean, and Justin. He was hit I, by a car like f- three times, Justin. But here's the thing too. You can survive getting hit by a car. You know how you survive, Alex? It's actually, it's yeah. actually pretty easy. When the car's coming to you, you jump onto the car so you don't allow the car to hit you. Because if you allow the car to hit you, it can kill you. But if the like, car's coming at you and you jump onto the hood, but yeah, survive. rolling like rolling over to exactly. I mean, so what is, does John Wick do when he's being hit by the car? The car hits him, but he's jumping on the car, surviving, and he keeps doing it to survive. It's actually it's actually scientifically proven. I mean, I would also say I'm gonna say this right now too. This was a big flaw. Justin just I mentioned to hate this. on stuff. Well, I, I'm gonna say this like, the third film. Um, I mean, I did have problems with a little bit of the of the um how it was just mainly action in the world building and stuff, and didn't really rely too much on John. But what I'll Tell say me. about this, how are you? Is that that end of that movie? He falls off like a ten story building, and I'm still gonna believe that he's alive still. If I was just someone else that didn't really have much attachment to this world, I'd Are we be talking like, about the oh. one where they they go they go um an when over, Winston under- shoots him off the building and he falls over. Oh, that one. Yeah, that, dude, that one. I, that dude, one. I can't he'd defend. be dead. Yeah, that one. He, I can't defend. He's he's dead. Yeah. And now you have to go into this with a high sense of disbelief. Not just him. Not just John himself, but the cops. <laughs> Sometimes the physics. The physics is like, I'm out this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it, it is it, it works like that but anyways we're not talking about we'll talk about flaws later we hinted on it uh, heavily but maybe we'll talk about a little bit more but mm-hmm. action scene wise this movie goes out in on all the cylinders balls on the wall, man. Balls but the wall. we we didn't talk about this one the dragon breath scene the dragon overhead breath. shot oh in the in the in the in the hotel the vacant, room right in the vacant oh uh, yeah that was amazing the hotline miami scene um, that was amazing. That was that was beautiful. Really, Ferris, t- tell, me, tell me what you thought. Tell me what you thought about that, that. Was oh my god, bro. That was a great decision. That was a great decision, bro. Because here's the thing, man. You know, you want to switch it up on these action scenes, right? You don't want to keep. You don't want to keep uh, uh, just a an, uh, horizontal view, right? So they went overhead, bro, in that scene, and it felt like you were in a video game where, like, you have to like navigate the corners and you have people around the corner, and it was. It was it was pretty it was pretty dope. I kind of wanted, I to me I kind of wanted him to do like a, the normal kind of shootout thing, but mm-hmm. it kind of would be a little. I don't know. It it kind of would seem like it would be a little bit you know the same old same old. But I did hear like in interviews that whenever they did do the overhead shot and John was shooting, that fire was completely CGI. So it mm-hmm. wasn't actually, it wasn't actually real. But um, yeah. I do know that like whenever. The, the, he lit people on fire. I guess that was also CGI, maybe. Um, yeah, because they don't want to actually set people on fire, so that's fine. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But that scene was great. There's a great story beat in that scene that I love personally. Um, I love, and I, you know, we hinted on it too. The Osaka scene is great. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's also a scene I just remembered too. um, That's not an action scene. It's a, it's a plain scene. When John arrives to Osaka and he's just standing there and there's that shot of like the building behind him. Um, man, shut up, Justin. Shut up. I, it, it, it's all, it's I all ain't right. talking to me like, man, I know movies. You, 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 who are you? You're a fan. I'm a fan. We know nothing about movies. Stop talking like you a critic. Get out of here. But I, he, I, he's, he's got his head too big. It's Get okay. Out of here. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay, Ferris. Um, but that, I'm not saying the movie. I'm not saying everything. In this movie is fine. I'm just saying I love the movie. I'm this movie is. I'm gonna say this right now. This movie is far, is far from being good. anywhere near perfect. It's a, it's a good. It's a great action film, and it's a good movie. Great. And I said this beginning of the review. Review. I said emphasize on action. It's a great action film. A good movie. Good movies have certain mess ups with it, but it's a great action film. You and know? what what's the point? What's the point of a movie? Yeah. Spoken for the man who who loves Paris, Paris, the Paris, man who loves the, the ballad of Ricky the... O. Get out of here. <laughs> I mean, that movie might be fine to watch. What is, that movie what is the point? What's the point of entertainment? I'm sorry. Fuck. I, I no, no, what's the point of entertainment? You're right. Actually, what point of a movie? No, what's the if it's point of entertaining? What's the point of having um of this movie is to have fun, it's to have entertainment. You know? What is it? What what is the action film? Action film is supposed to be fun. You know what I mean? But you get yeah. a lot more with this with the the world building and all this kind of stuff. And it might seem crazy. But the raid is insane too. The raid is wild. There's st- like there's times where like people like in, in this movie, this happens too. Donnie Yen punches a dude like fucking seven times and, and like so fast. And you're like, how is he able to do this? Mm-hmm. You know, you got you probably the cinematographer is gonna be like, hey, slow down real quick. Let me, let me, or the editor is like. I, I I can't do this. I can't. Um, but no, like speaking of flaw, I mean, regardless of flaws, technically this movie is so beautiful. Shot it's, by, it's so it's so beautiful to look the, at the framing. Oh uh, you, I also that Osaka scene. You can tell this dude wants to do Ghost of Tsushima as a movie. Yeah, you can tell the rose petals, Ferris. Oh yeah, the yeah. rose petals. Yes, I mean, and the. Yes. And also, here's a cool observation too. When the guys, the um, the high table guys infiltrate the Osaka Continental, mm-hmm. and it's it's completely red, and like they're having that standoff. Uh, Hiroyuki and uh, the main henchman of the high table, they're all talking stuff. Mm-hmm. The lights are red. It's dark. It's dim, and everything like that. When the arrows come out, lights go green, mm-hmm. meaning let's go. I love that little just I love that little detail. But yeah, um, man. the Marjorie guys, they're pretty dope. That was a pretty dope. Yeah. It's a lot of long action sequences. Like it's a lot of long action, like a lot of long takes or like a lot of long ones. You know what I mean? And I and I quite enjoy it because it goes from one set piece to the other. Yeah. It's all in one, it's it, but it's all in one scene. Yeah. And it's like Akira was awesome too. Oh yeah. And she she kicked ass as well. Um, oh, that scene where Danian had to kill Hiroki Sonata. That was heartbreaking. Yeah, that's hard. And it, 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 it quick stabs him. And you're like, oh, it's crazy. But um, yeah, so I think so we hinted and talked a lot about. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. 
No. Got one more. One more. We got to talk about it. Stairway scene. (laughs) Man. That was amazing. Okay, Justin, I get it. I mean, dude, this dude. (laughs) Ferris, can you give me a rundown of how your theater reacted? Did, was there a big reaction when it there came was to a big screen? oh what <laughs> that was yeah <laughs> bro this dude went full buster uh, on us i swear it was i was like it was like rocky it's like watching a boxing match yeah. you're like i'm rooting for this dude to do it He's, he was yeah. almost there man he was almost there and he went all he was the almost way there down. then he gets kicked by that big old dude chitty yeah I think his name was chitty apparently i found out his name was chitty Chitty. While we were yeah, while like, we were doing this review, his name is Chitty. Like Chitty uh, Chitty C- Bang Bang. C H I D I Chitty Chitty. Shout out to you, Chitty. He was he was actually a he was actually a shout to him. He was pretty good. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, yeah. I think he was a whole old stunt dude as well. Yeah. Um, but no man, that scene, I mean, just wild, dude. And I'm surprised like I didn't get bored of it. I don't know, I would know some people that would be like, all right. Come on, cut, cut the bullshit. Let's go. But no, they play it. They did it. And I don't know how Ferris, you could probably tell me, where did that pencil come from? <laughs> yeah, where did that pencil? No, no. Um, Where did that pencil come from? <laughs> the trash can? Was it on the bench? <laughs> Was it from where? a previous scene? I don't remember. Did don't Donnie and take it, take it from somewhere? Like, I don't think anyone was signing any contracts or anything like that. I, I don't know, man, but he, he he stabbed that man right in the hand. Stabbed yeah. him right in the hand. Um, like, yeah. Yeah, the, also the build-up with the DJ, and they played uh, Nowhere to Run. That was oh, yeah. awesome. Nowhere to run through faith. And then, all, and then, all no, and then they played the instrumental to paint it black. By Rolling Stones. Yeah, in, but, in, they in, said, uh, but they said, let's paint him red. Like, kill him. Yeah. So, but they, play, they played the, uh, the Paint It Black song. That was a good choice. That, that was, was a very good choice. That was dope, yeah. dude. That was yeah. dope. Um, was there any other scenes or action scenes that kind of stand out to you? I think the DJ scene was an homage to another movie. The Warriors. The Warriors? I think it was. Was yeah, it? Cause, yeah. Cause no, a... I don't think so. I think it was another film. Well, I know heavily the movie, the John Wick films were inspired by The Warriors and um, something else. But I know that scene particularly, that was heavily inspired by um the warriors i haven't seen the warriors but i know there's a infamous scene kind of like that are you looking it up right now oh no you're right it was shout out to the warriors yeah i also want to mention i also want to mention this too real quick um just like some also basic info um you know this film was done on a 90 million dollar budget Compared to the other films, the first one was like 20 to 30. Mm-hmm. Second one, I think, was 50. Yes. Third one was... 75. 75, and this one was 90. Um, well, which and... makes sense, you know, you know, more successful film, more budget. But it was, not, sure. it was, it was, but it was still only 90 million. Nowadays, most films are 100, 150. But you look still at, under the 100 yeah. million dollar mark. You look at these big tenfold films like... Uh, you know, of course, Marvel and DC, you know, they almost go over budget with 200 or sometimes mm-hmm. 180 Dungeons and Dragons, which just came out that I, I, I really enjoyed. And I hope you see it for two fairs. Um, that movie, I think, came in. It's like 150 million. So, I mean, it's not terrible, um, but no, th- you don't need too much 
effects and all this kind of stuff when it comes to these John Wick films, other than flashbangs or, uh, you know, muzzle flashes and whatnot. But the production design, the technical stuff, it goes out in droves. I mean, because mm-hmm. that's, that's what really works. And this film, we didn't get to talk about box office, though, but, you know, it did make an $8 million opening Thursday night, and then it opened. Uh, no, no, it didn't. $8 million opening. Oh, wait. Yeah, probably. Thursday, wait, Thursday it came night. out on March 24th, right? Yes. So domestically, daily, it made $30 million. And $29,426,384. And worldwide, it made 100 on the first first weekend, it made $137.5 million. I'm I'm on Box Office Mojo, unless I'm reading this wrong. Oh, that's daily. So the weekend made... So are we doing weekly or daily? So daily, domestic daily, Alex. Domestic daily. It made almost $30 million on Friday. Damn. It almost made $30 million. Right now, currently, right now, currently, worldwide, it's at $244,878,306. It made made its budget twice. Yeah, man. It made its budget. It made its budget, then some. Yeah, so you can tell there's people that are fans of this. And also, um, domestically, $122 million and $878,306. Okay. And then internationally, $122 million. Wait, 122 internationally. million internationally. Internationally. $122 million internationally. $122,878,306 domestic. Damn. Yeah. And it's opening. It's opening. That's box office mojo, right? That's box office mojo. It's opening. It made 73 million, 73, basically $74 million. Hmm. Basically. That's just wild, man. I mean, it's an also rated R film too, so you can tell it this was, franchise. It was, and I think it was only released swags. in three thousand eight hundred and fifty-five theaters. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's also, um, you know, we'll talk too about later movies and sequels and stuff. But um, the uh, that Continental series we talked about, you'll probably be a big fan to hear about it's this. It's on too. Peacock. It's going to be on Peacock now. Not, yeah, not just that. So it's three. So I so to correct myself. It's not two episodes. It's three episodes. Two episodes are going to be directed by Albert Hughes. Yeah, baby. Dead President. That's your, that's your homie. Dead Presidents. You know what yeah, it is. Um, it's a prequel. Our voice to, to find uh, out. Menace to Society. Yeah. Not it's a prequel. Now. The Continental. Yeah. It's, it's about young 70s. Winston and young Sharon. Yeah. And how Winston became Winston. So there's <laughs> that. Ferris, instead of Menace to Society, said voice to men. That's <laughs> how white I am. Men? What the <laughs> hell is wrong with you? You know, sorry. you said it. You you said it, not me, brother. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. You said it, not me. My bad. Um, I'm gonna call you Whitey, but you know. Yeah. Well, I did it. Yeah. I called yeah. myself Elias last episode. Yeah. Um, but no. So that's happening. Ballerina. So that that's the spinoff. Um, that's gonna take place before Chapter Three and Chapter Four, and that's hoping that that's supposed to come out spring and summer of 2024 next year. Yeah. So With Anna de Armas. So we'll she, get, needs, she needs to give she needs to get her mojo back. She's kind of missed a couple of films. Yeah, I mean she's uh she's in a new, another movie with Chris uh, uh Evans on an Apple called Ghosted. Oh, so that was speaking cool. of Apple. I watched another film on Apple TV Plus, but I don't want to talk about it because it's not it's not relevant. uh yeah it's not relevant. Tetris. Yeah, it was Tetris. Tetris is great. 
<laughs> I really enjoyed that. But but um, so those are the projects that they have lined up for, and they also announced another spinoff uh, film in the universe. A producer, uh, Erica, uh, what's her name? I don't want to just say her first name because that just sounds weird. Yeah, Erica said it. Who's Erica? I don't know. Erica Lee. Um, yeah, on Collider, she announced that there is going to be another um, John Wick Universe spinoffs. We have no mm-hmm. idea what it's about, but a lot, a lot of a lot of rumors and report. Look, just rumors, not even report, is about uh, Akira. Oh, really? Getting, yeah, yeah, a lot of Akira. I love to see one of um, maybe Kane. Mr. Mm-hmm. Nobody. I mean, we even mentioned before, like in the last episode, like Sophia, like mm-hmm. uh, that would just be cool. I mean, I want to see the rise of the Marquis de Gramont. Oh, man. Like it's a, like a, maybe an eight episode uh, HBO miniseries or something like that'd be that'd be kind of sweet. I could see that. That'd hey, see, cool. hey, man. Ryan, see, it's funny. As Ferris alluded earlier, there was three older women in wheelchairs that went to see John Wick on Friday. <laughs> we watching the scriptures. See, I told you, man. Old ladies love John Wick. <laughs> Old ladies love themselves some John Wick. Pop, pop, pop. You know what it is. Hey, they, 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 hey, get, get on them. Like, you know, they saw The Matrix. They saw Speed. They saw, yeah. you know. Good for they, them. Good for yeah, them. Absolutely. Um. So also I wanted to mention too, because we're now, we're, so we talked about the action scenes, but we're talking about like basic info and observations, references, uh-huh. and Easter eggs. Yeah. Um, so also like I got a lot of vibes. Have you ever seen the movie Good, Bad, and the Ugly? I've seen scenes, but I've seen, never seen scenes. the movie. Well, there's a scene where, like, you know, the 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 table scene with nobody, Kane and John, kind of remind me of that, where it kind of felt like these three guys are all after one thing, which is uh-huh. trying to kill John. Um, so I kind of, kind of feel like there's a little bit of reference to that. You definitely, and like I mentioned earlier, you definitely can see Chad wanting to do Ghost of Tsushima movie, which I'm mm-hmm. really curious about. Um, I don't know if you've ever played the played that game no i've heard it's a great game but i've never played it it's 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 a good game i uh, i really like it um also another fun fact the initial runtime of of this film was going to be three hours and 45 minutes which um i'd be down for i'm i'm curious if they do a director's cut but that probably would require an intermission um shit i've heard the new mission impossible movie is almost that runtime um and they still want to stick by it um there's also some things too so i mentioned no the there's no title card the film this film takes place six months after the third one well you know runtime is is pretty it's pretty simple alex it's like you know no bad movies too short but no good movies too long Facts. you know what i mean it's about it. it's about pacing man it's about pacing really it's about pacing and it's right, about yeah. and it's also about mm. putting people in the theater and getting mm-hmm. enough people to go see these films so they can all, so the you know the film can make a profit. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also wanted to get show this too. I had this on my, I got this at the theater. This is John Wick, bowl. I picked this up recently. What? And I didn't get. Oh, I, I couldn't eat no snacks. I that's right. But they also gave me this. They gave me, this thing where it shows the coins. What? And this is the high table coin. I think the. What is it? Here's a random John Wick coin. Yeah, and this is the random John Wick coin. And then the contract, I think, can I get a read on that? I'll probably make a picture of this. But yeah. I wanted to point something out. It was really cool. So this is this is the high table logo. And so the so I translated this, and I'll hold this up while I read it out. 
So it says, unitis dominito firmitas servitum, which means unit dominance firmness service, which I don't really understand what that necessarily means. But the caption um, here and here, it says... We seek the truth and we endure the consequences. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, so so repeat repeat the the uh, the the Latin again, Alex. Latin again. Maybe you can you know help me on that one. But I I, I translated with Google Translate. Yeah. You know, Latin. Uh, it's Unitas Dominatio Formidus Formidus Servitium. And what translates trans to what? Unit Dominance Firmness Service. We dominate as a unit with a firm hand, and we seek service. That's probably what it. That's probably what they want because every time someone every time the high table calls somebody to work alex what do they always say what do they always say reservation no what no dinner what? reservation no no <laughs> sorry no i was just playing it's it's i have served and i shall be of service for sure service united the high table is united it's 12 heads together Domination. We dominate the assassin world because we dictate terms. Firm. We have a firm hand. And with firm hands, what happens, Alex? Swift punishments. Boom. That's a great, yeah. yeah. And it's That's a sword a with a crown and two saint logos. Exactly. Kind of dominoed. Yeah. Um, so that I thought that was a really cool observation about that. Um they have firm hand they have rules of punishment and they go by those rules of punishment they have rules and they're you firm with them and they always do them like 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 the marquis de Gramont's uh duel when when john would challenge him to the duel john would went about it the right way and they gave him his duel they followed their rules they never break their rules ever yeah and you they have can't rules name, you can't them. name this you can't name this company um the high table of assassins you can't do yeah. that you got to have it you got to have some code you know that and yeah. that's what a lot of this film is about yeah. i forget if what someone in, or some earlier in the chat was talking about believability believability in other movies and this movie bro it's a secret world of assassins and a high table calm down with your believability get out of here and the coin this coin right here if you can see it let's see you can pull it up yes it says can you read that or is the lighting too bad? No, I can't read that. Okay. So, well, it says C versus ACM Parabellum. So, if you want peace, you want, you know, prepare for You must war. go through. Yes. So, that's, I guess, what the, uh, I don't know if that's the, the contract token or if that's the, it's it's probably the uh, the token. Yeah. Um. So there was that. So I thought that was cool. Um, mm -hmm. Another observation that I made, this was just a little quick one, and I I kind of answered my question, but the elder I thought was recast, but actually he says a they line. They said he died. He said, the ring has been passed on or is gone, just like the elder before me. So yeah, so he's dead. So he's dead. Yeah. So that was just a little thing I noticed. Mm -hmm. um, if you've seen Matrix... Relo uh, revol uh, revolutions. Um, there's a scene where John is on this train in the train station, and I kind of got a little bit of like uh, I felt like they were kind of paying homage to that movie with him being in the train station underground with the Bowery King 
and uh, Winston. That was just a little minor observation. Um, the, the, so the duel that we find later in the film that takes place in the Sacred Heart of Paris, the Ballistica of the Sacred Heart of Paris, uh, it's the Roman Catholic Church dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, which there is a lot of Jesus and biblical references in this film. We know we also mentioned in prior episodes or, uh, you know, talking about this move, these movies, we talked about this theory that you mentioned. You it's found the five stages of grief. Five stages of grief. Um, and so I'll mention some other references in just a little bit, but I want to get to that because, you know, the first, so the first, the five stages of grief are denial, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Yeah. So the first film, you know, we dealt with denial. Denial that John has to accept his life after the passing of his wife. Mm -hmm. And then later, uh, you know, the last gift that his wife gave him before her passing, he's in kind of a denial and just like shaking that, you know, she's gone and everything. And, and denying all, who he is. Because, denying who know. he is. Denying that he's he'll eventually come back to being an assassin after yeah. what happened after they killed the russians killed his dog and also there's denial about how vigo was thinking about his son being like man he's not gonna get out of this there's, yeah. There's, yeah anger also there's a little thing we mentioned um I, I forgot to mention with it came to the second movie do you remember that scene when john is preparing to go overseas and he's getting his suits and stuff no it's yeah. right before he gets his suits but he screams and yells on the ground he's like Argh! do you remember that think so it's a very quick scene it's very quick yeah i felt like that kind of summed up uh how he was thinking about all of this it was right after he talked to the uh centino gotcha so when it comes to this movie we talk we align the the stages of grief and to talk about depression right so there's some depression about and my this is what i took away and if did you by the way did you have any thoughts on like the idea of depression when it came to this film regarding the five stages of grief i think we get a little bit but not a lot i think this movie was more about acceptance i think he's accepting it more you know where right away he's accepted that where homie was like the the, the elder scene right away where he's like the only freedom you'll have john is in death and john says no yeah not really and he shoots him he's accepted that my life is gonna be crazy. Yeah, I I think, and also I would I would even argue that I think the five stages of grief are coincided with every single one of these films. Because that moment you mentioned, there's there's a couple moments. One, um, yeah, John 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 was like, it's like, well, the, the elder was like, hey, John, um, uh. You kill me there's nothing else that's going to change there's nothing that's going to change anything about it and he's like yeah not really so he kills him and then he kills spoiler alert later in the movie he kills the marquee de Gramont. the so we don't know if that's really going to change anything but what i thought about it you know when it came to depression was that you know uh depression of akira losing her father depression of kay not being able to see his daughter winston's depression over losing sharon katie depression uh katia who's the girl that he has to find to buying the crime family again um she has depression of losing her dad and then there's that whole scene with mr nobody when the, the russian dude's about to shoot uh mr nobody's dog and john saves him 
So I think there's a little bit of that. And you hinted on it just a little bit, thinking about acceptance. And we'll get a little bit into the 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 the, uh, the legacy or what's going to happen later on with these films. But um, do you think also acceptance was also in this film too? Like the last yeah, two stages? Yeah, he did towards the end where he's like, take me home. Yeah, I, I, do, th- I do think they yeah. could make room for another film and they could have acceptance in it. I think that would actually work because it kind of seems like it makes sense. But um, yeah, I also just wanted to lightly mention, I watched this video uh, by Screen Crush where they kind of na- analyzed the ending of the film, talking about the bio, uh, how the four films are kind of referencing the story beats of the Bible, uh-huh. talking about creation, fall, redemption, and restoration. Yeah, Creation, you know, first one, John is reborn in the high table as assassin. Fall, John falls as the man, the fall instructions, the high table. Redemption, John's trying to redeem himself from the stuff that he's gone through with failing the high table. And then restoration, John was trying to restore his life going back and trying to figure out how he wants to come back into, um, he wants to get out of this high table life. Yeah. You know, so I just thought that was just kind of cool. And, um, you know, the elder even tells him, John, the only way you'll seek peace is death, which yeah. he rejects. And then even uh, Zero in the third one is like, are you going to be, we're both an agent of death. Mm-hmm. So there's all these, there's all these allusions to how John is, you know, uh, being questioned about what he is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now um, let's, let's get, let's, like, I think we've wrapped up this little part. Let's get down to our rankings. <clears throat> all right. So right now we're going to, we're going to do our rankings and we're going to clip them out and have it a separate video. Uh, but let's get let's get back and forth, right? We're gonna go back and forth. Do you have your rankings, Alex? Yes, I do. All right. So your number four. Um, actually, how about you? I I want I want to hear what what your number four is. My number four. Yes. My number four is John Wick. Two. Okay. John Wick 2 is my number four. Why is it your number four? Uh, full disclosure, I love all these films. Uh, I love number two, three, four, all the same. I love number one a little bit more because it's the first one, and you'll find out where it places real quick. But number two, I loved it. It started the... Um, It started the, uh, you know what? Scratch that. Number three is my number four. Okay. Number three is my number four. Because it's the great opening scene, the great scene. I loved it. Uh, then he's just kind of like mowing around. And, his, and then he has, to like, he has to go to Morocco, that great scene with Halle Berry. But I like number two just a little bit better because... I like the villain more in number two, Santino. You know, like, no offense to the adjudicator. I like the adjudicator. She's, she's a good villain. But, you know, and then there's the, it was, a, it was a lot of great action, right? But, you know, I love a great action piece. But it, it, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't feel, it didn't, it didn't, something, something just didn't, I just, I just like, I just like it the fourth best. I don't know why. So you like, said, so you said the third one is your number. Uh, number three is number four. Yes, John Wick three Parabellum is number four. I'm well. Also on top of on top of that, I will also agree that my number four is also the third John Wick. Yeah. Um. So, 
And yeah, also full disclosure too for myself, I enjoy all these films. I think they're mm. a lot of fun. Some of the best action movies that we've seen in a very long time. Um, I think the first 20 minutes of this film is incredible. The third one specifically. Mm -hmm. um, and it does not slow down and has a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, it's really, and the first time I saw it, I didn't really enjoy it as much. And I just didn't really know why. I guess I just, I thought it was a little bloated with the action. But I think I kind of realized is that it doesn't slow down with trying to open the world. And it opens the world pretty well. But it kind of focuses on a lot more stuff rather than John. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense because it seems like there's a lot. I, I don't I don't know. There's a lot more interesting stuff going on other than just John, too. Mm -hmm. I will admit that for the rest of these films as well. But there was something that it just felt like that was missing with this third one. You know, I love mm -hmm. the bank scene, the continental. I love the them holding it down. Um, the horse stuff, like uh, stuff in Morocco. That was awesome. Um, and again, I, and again, I think all these films are, you know, above average and not, that's not my final rating, but you know, they're, they're good to great films, you know, in my opinion, for falls aside. Yep. So <clears throat> with that said, what is your number three? My number three, John Wick 4. Oh, wow. John Wick 4. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know I'm giving Justin a lot of a lot of, a lot lot of of flack in the chat about, like, believability and all that. But, yeah, there were just some parts where I'm like, eh, okay. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's an action film through and through. But there were just some stuff where I'm like, Okay, it's just a feeling, Alex. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't know why. I don't. I I think it's three. It's just a feeling. I just have a feeling. I don't know why. I just have a feeling. You know, when I watch John Wick one, it gives me like a specific feeling, and I love it. Same thing with John Wick two. It just I don't know why. It's just like a specific feeling. And number and number and number four didn't give me that specific feeling. It gave me another feeling, like my heart was pumping. I was like, yeah, let's do this. But it didn't give me the feeling of number one or number two. You know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes yeah, so like can be like that. Yeah, yeah. So John Wick, John Wick Four is my number three. Okay. Yes. Ah, uh, it's hard. It's. It, I mean, honestly, it is hard for a lot of people. Um. Yeah, to me, my number three is John Wick Two. Um, I love. I I I really enjoyed this film. I think all these films kind of suffer just a tiny bit for me just because I think they're they're very thin on story, but that's just the way it is because they're action films. The action yeah. is the centerpiece of this. Mm -hmm. Not the acting, not the story, it's the action. But granted, what makes these films different is having that, that story, the world building, the mysticism, like I mentioned. Um, but this film, it, for me, why it's number three is that it does carry that it carries that awesome feeling after seeing the first one and it's just it's just a cool movie dude i don't know what else to say man it's it's just cool mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah yeah um and i love the catacomb scene that's that's one of my favorite action john wick action set pieces throughout all these films um so yeah that's my number three um what's your number two dude my number two is John Wick 2. Okay. Yeah, it's John Wick 2. 
It expands the world. It uh, shut up, Justin. I did have my rankings set up. I just had to. I quickly changed them because I tend to change my mind a lot because I love all four of these films. You knew, and you are an idiot. Get out of here. Um, shut up. All I right. love you, Justin. Uh, no, I don't. Um, you can Aww. keep that to yourself. Uh, it's John Wick too. It the world building was expanded upon. Uh, it showed us another world. I showed us another aspect of uh of of John Wick. We go to him. I love a good villain. Yeah. I love a good villain, man. And Santino D'Antonio is a good villain. You know, because like John Wick three and four, there's a villain, but there's also not a lot of villains. You know what I mean? You know, he's kind of like fighting people, and they're like, you know, it's a code, so we have to kill you. Sorry, you know what I mean? I, I think I think the best villain. Is the Marquis de Gramont. You okay. know what I mean? I think he's the best villain, but you know, that's why. But but yeah, I, but Santino was a great villain as well. And it expanded the world. John ended up doing something he shouldn't have done. And it just like put this feeling of this feeling of it. And I just, I just it's this feeling I had, man. It just it was it was dope. It was dope, you know. It opened yeah. up the world of the the, the mystical yeah. world of, of the John Wick universe. Yeah, and there, the, it, seeing that for the first time, uh, and you could probably attest to this, I just thought it was just really eye opening and just really fascinating. Yeah, when you when you agree. Yeah, it was quite like so. Like the scene with She's his sister, life. scene was his sister where she cuts her wrists and then the blood just like gushes over her body. She's like, "If I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die my way," you know. And then and then people started, you know, the the, the scenes where people kept talking like. You back? Kind of. <laughs> you working? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, and kind of that. And then, you know, him and Common fighting. Uh, and then that when Santino calls him Jonathan, oh my God. You knew he was getting shot right there. Because like I pointed out, Alex, who calls him Jonathan? The only person who calls him Jonathan is, is Ian Winston. McShane's character, Winston. No one calls him Jonathan. Everyone calls him John or Mr. Wick, John or Mr. Wick. But only Winston calls him Jonathan, except one man. And that man ended up getting shot in the head. Santino called him Jonathan. Then he got shot right away because you do not call him Jonathan. Didn't Marcus Grimont call him Jonathan too? No, I think he called him John. I think Kane did. There's a couple characters in the in the third fourth one that I think called him Jonathan too. I have but, I don't I, it's, it's been a minute. I have to rewatch it, so you're but, probably right. But so yeah, that that, but yeah, that scene what you're talking about, like how intense that was, mm-hmm. and it was Winston's like, don't do it, don't do it, John, and then he shoots him. Get out of here, man! You got to see the full potential of what John could do in the yeah. second one. That yeah. what that that made it surely a big highlight for me. Exactly. It's it's a it's a hard Sophie's choice between picking and ranking these films. Um, so my number two, um, for me, I would have to say the first John Wick. Um, That's number two, really. Yeah, man. So okay. I'm. It's again. It's a hard Sophie's choice, and I have to see these movies again. I've seen some more than others, and of course, this new one just came out. So, you know. Um, it's no surprise, you know, I put it as number one, but we'll get that into just a little bit. But my reasoning for number two, uh, being the first film is that, you know, it, it's a, it's just opening to this new world, this new franchise, if you will. 
and um, we just all got sucked in. And it has the most emotional and personal story, I think, out of the other John Wick films. I yeah. think the fourth one is very close, and yeah. that's kind of why um, I gave that more of an elevate. Uh, I elevated that a little bit more just because of that um, character. Um, but yeah, man, I I thoroughly enjoy this movie. I kind of, I kind of got. I think you're I, an idiot. Yeah, I'm an idiot. That's seven times, Justin. Oh, Justin, not you. Idiot. Oh, um, I don't know. I kind of was a little underwhelmed with the ending of the of the first film for me. Um, but I love this film overall. I think it's super strong. If it's on TV, I'll watch it. There's no doubt about it. I mean, most of these films, if it's on TV, I'll watch it. Mm. Um, so. I alluded to what my number one was, which is obviously the fourth one. And I can tell exactly what your number one is. So let it's it John rip. Wick one. There is. Let it rip. It's John, it's John Wick one. Uh, I love it to this day. It has a very straightforward story. A man just minding his business gets hogwashed by some random punks. So the car's not for sale. Leave me alone, and then the kids just wouldn't leave him alone. Just wouldn't leave him alone, and they—it's a great example of like, watch who you mess with, because you have no idea who you just screwed over or messed with. It's a good cautionary it's a, tale. It's a cautionary tale of like, don't be an a-hole. The worst cautionary tale of all time. Yeah, like, <laughs> be nice to people. Compliment his car. Say, hey man, that's great. If you want to buy it, but like, how much is it? He's like, I'm sorry, man. It's not for sale. It's not for sale. You keep moving on, but you don't keep pushing it, man. You just don't keep pushing it. And then just the way Michael Nyquist just completely goes white when he finds out whose car his son stole. Where, you know, like you go to um, Aurelio and I'm like, oh, man, I really like, you know, you work for my dad. He's like, no, I don't. And they get out of here and he punches him. And then like he goes. And then, and then Michael Nyquist is calling Aurelio and he's like, I'm about to kill this dude. And Aurelio saves himself by saying one phrase. It's like, you punched my son. Why? And then Aurelio says, it's because he stole John Wick's car. Yeah. Vito. Or not Vito. What is it? Vigo. Name? Vigo. It's like he, and then Vigo's like, completely forgives Aurelio. Just completely forgives him. He's like, like uh, you, what? <laughs> you completely forgives him. Like, Okay. And he hangs up, and my and Vigo's like, "Oh my God, what is going on?" And then, and then the scene where he's telling him, where he's telling his son and and the the um the Allstate guy, mayhem, mayhem. He's telling him like who John Wick is, and he's telling him who John Wick is. And then John is smashing the cement. And he's just smashing it. Intercuts back and forth, it's and he so keeps great. coming back and forth. And then, and then he's like, he's like, who, who is he? He. Is he, he's not the boogeyman. He's like, no, he's not the boogeyman. He's the guy you send after the boogeyman. He's the guy you send to kill the boogeyman. And then and then it's just like, he then like grabs Alfie Allen, kisses him and says, basically said it was, it was, a, it was, it was a good time meeting your father because you're dead. Yeah. You're dead. Because he knew John was going to kill him one way or another. It is John Wick one. And then finding out, finding out that dog part ruined me. Where they kill the dog and the dog's off to the side. And then when they cut back to the dog and there's this trail of blood. You cut back to John. Yeah, cut back to Don. And then and then the, the dog is like laying there with John. Then there's a trail of blood, which means that 
camera pans up. Yeah, the camera pans up and it's a trailer, but the dog crawled to John. Yeah. Crawled to him. Such a wicked detail. Yeah, like a wicked detail. So John Wick won. It's, yeah, and I have no gripes, and I have no... No gripes with uh, with how people rank these certain films because I think all of them are great in their own regard and really good. And um, I think yes. the first yes. one, I mean, the only reason why I didn't put the first one as my number one is because it's a similar action kind of film where it's, it's a revenge kind of thing that we've seen multiple times. But the reason why it's number two is because it opened this world. It opened up this world that was so, that's became so fascinating as they kept pushing pushing the needle forward with the rest of these films and so now my number one like i mentioned earlier is this new john wick four now granted i've only seen this one once i need to see it again i know there's a lot of flaws and problems with this film i think as it gets as the the this movie gets bigger and bigger sometimes it it loses sensibilities about story and and plot holes and whatnot but the point of uh, of a movie is to be entertained and have fun, especially an action film. And they did that in spades. And they did things in here that was just uh, mind blowing to me with Donnie Yen and, and Mr. Nobody and the, the overhead sheet scene and the, and the stair scene. Um, but not just that too. Really, if you do well with story and characters, particularly characters, all these characters had their own arc. You know, and and the other films they do have arcs as well. I wish more there was more Bowery King. I wish there was maybe a little bit more Winston, of course. And um, you know, rest in peace, Lance Reddick, um, for putting such great work into these films. And um, we'll we'll see him also, I think, in uh, in Ballerina too. But I just had so much fun with this new one. This one, this new one is up there. It's one of the greatest action films, along with like The Raid Two and Raid uh, Redemption. Um, but yeah, man, that's yeah, that's my ranking. It's uh, from from least to greatest, and in, in, in that kind of way, it's uh, John Wick three, John Wick two, John Wick one, and John Wick four. Yep, and mine four. goes from one to four, one, two, four, three. Yeah, yep. and um, I gave all these movies like around like seven point five yeah. to eight, um, and just fathomly enjoyed it and. Um, I also just want to mention just something real quick since we already just gave our rankings. We talked just a little bit of spoilers of the ending about this film. And I want to ask you personally, Ferris, because um, there's a big debate online. And I think. Yeah, let's talk about it. The fate of John Wick, the end the scene of John Wick 4. It was. Is he dead? Do not. Or now, is he not? there's some there's some good what theories out there. There's some good theories out there. And. One thing, the one biggest thing I got to mention ahead of all this is that when you watch a movie in movie world, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't see someone dying on screen, are they dead? Screenwriters can write them in being that they're alive and they could say that they're dead uh, like and say, oh, they died off screen or whatever, but they can always come back for this. It's a little tricky because. You see him on the stairwell, he's just laying there and he's flashbacking, flashbacking with Helen. And you think about the whole film in general and the rest of the series, it feels kind of fitting in some certain way. Mm-hmm. However, there were some things... You can't kill John Wick off screen. Like, you can't. 
No, I mean, you can't do it. I think you think about some of the greatest movie deaths, and I don't want to mention them because it could be spoilery for other people watching this, but they're usually done on screen and they're either done in an heroic way or as tragic way. And I don't know how they would end up doing this, but this seems pretty lighthearted if it's the way they wanted to go. Because I think if this was the end of John Wick, it would make sense because in one way, the movie's about fate, him accepting death, much of the obligations John has had to do with the high table cause many mm -hmm. of his people and associates to suffer, especially in this movie. But the notion that he's mm -hmm. dead ends all the suffering for everyone else. Um, but here's the thing, when that cemetery scene happens, you see the two gravestones. It says Helen Wick, John Wick, Helen Wick, loving um, wife, loving wife, John Wick, loving husband. But there's no date on when they died or lived or born mm -hmm. or died. And Winston, the Bowery King and dog are all there. And the dog is just kind of like just looking up and around kind of like he's around. Mm -hmm. He's probably just not here. My theory is that I think he's off on an island, just retired and just chilling, being chilling. left alone. Something like that. But if that was the case, why were they at the gravestone? Maybe they were just checking in to see mm -hmm. how it was all set up and maybe like that. But they mentioned in articles about the developers of John Wick when they were making this new one, it was right around 2021. It was gonna it was supposed to come out alongside with the, the fourth matrix, but that never happened because of COVID. But they were gonna try to maybe split up the first two, uh, the, the the fourth one into two parts, but they never did. They just brought oh, into good. one. That's very good. Uh, yeah. I quite enjoy that. I hate that splitting that thing into two parts nonsense. Yeah. And but uh so I don't know, I don't know, Ferris. Um I, I think I think there's a, there is an opening and develop and oh absolutely that, there's an opening man you, you didn't see him die on screen he, he's still alive somewhere you can bring him back and no one's gonna care or you can leave him dead it depends on what you want to do you, you don't do you an don't old kill, man yeah you can do an old man Logan yeah you can't uh, you don't uh what did you say what John Wick is great but also harms the other films in a way because it is much grounded than all the others. Oh, John, uh, Justin mentioned something in the chat. That's a good point. Well, of course, that well, the first one's more grounded because it's very local. No, it's very grounded. It's, it's local. More personal. No, it's local because it just involves a, it involves his business. But then, you know, stuff starts local, then it goes global. You step into the world. The world yeah. opens up. And I have know. problems. I have problems with how they open it up because sometimes it's not as tight because they yeah. don't explain about the cops and whatnot. And then you know, again, the the falling off are stuff. You worrying about everything. the cops, man. Why are you Why are you so worried about the cops? Who cares about the cops, man? Well, they got to protect the people. You pro cop. How so are you going to get now? all those cars around Arc of the Triumph and be like, "Where are the cops? <laughs> Where the cops at? Do you want the cops? Why you want cops, man? Oh, you a cop, Alex? Is that what you're trying to say? No, I'm just worried about the you traffic. A snitch? I'm worried about you the traffic. Narc? No, I'm worried about the traffic, dude. How are all those people going to get around that one roundabout, man? Man, traffic stink anyway, man. Just deal with it. It's five o'clock. It's probably five o'clock. Yeah, that is, it, it looked like it looked like it looked like eight. It looked like nine. seven o'clock, maybe. I yeah, don't it, was, know. it was pretty dark. Yeah, it was pretty late yeah. at night. I mean, and um, also, I just want to mention too, just real quick, just about the, the the death. You know, we talk about the five stages of grief. You know, um, the fifth one being accept acceptance. And if the idea is to do another one, it kind of would fit that theory. Mm -hmm. And you think about it with acceptance. John's just chilling, maybe on the island, 
sitting on a chair drinking Coronas. He's accepting his life. But then something comes and he's brought back into it one last time, maybe. That's my yeah. hope. I think that we both hope and agree that. And we'll be back here for, you know, to talk about it whenever that comes out. Absolutely, man. If there's a John Wick 5, we'll be talking about John Wick 5. Absolutely. But on that note, guys, we're, uh, we're almost to an hour 30. Thank you guys for joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, before we go, one more. One more. Before we go. Uno mas. Uno mas. One more time for our sponsor. Hey guys, it's Justin, aka Hambone. Just here to let you know a couple of things that we have going on with the channel. One, we have a Patreon. If you can and want to support us, you can do that. A little as a dollar, you can join the Discord. We also have a merch store where you can get some cool shirts, mugs, and stuff with all of our different shows and labels on there. And thank you for all of our supporters that have already been there with us. You can join the Patreon guys at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. Boom. But on that note, Alex, where can people find you, my man? Uh, just chilling here, making graphics, and um, hopefully reviewing the next John Wick film whenever that comes out. Or we have some maybe other possible rewatch series we might be doing. We're not going to announce yet, but stick around for that. Absolutely. I'm Ferris Maloney from yeah, Ferris Maloney on Twitter. Uh, I'm here. I'm also on our sports channel, LGR, um, LGRN, the highlights. Yeah. Every Friday, 3 o'clock, live or pre-taped, Good Friends, Better Rivals. With me and Caleb, we talk NFC East and football. So there's that as well. So thank you guys so much for joining us. We really appreciate the support for this series. Um, I think the next one is probably Indiana Jones. Maybe. Maybe. Tease it. Maybe something a little earlier. Maybe something maybe a little earlier as well. Well, Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful night. We'll see you all next time. Peace.